My husband tried to marry again while we were still married, so I ruined his life. Here's what happened. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell for notifications. I'm the same person who wrote about destroying my darling sibling ex's world after he mentally and emotionally abused them, was chronically unfaithful, cheated while they were across the world, and then publicly dumped them on Facebook. This is about the spouse that I married on that fateful visit by darling sibling. Now, when I met Buttface, as he will hereby be known, he was ideal. He was what I thought I needed. I believed I loved him and that the fairy tale was real. We met by random chance, both many hours from our homes. Me, whilst running away from a situation at home, he while on a planned trip abroad. I ended up in Europe within a month and we married about 10 months later. All good, right? Well, it was. Until I started racking up multiple university degrees with honors and he began to realize that not only was I significantly younger, about 17 years, thinner, a big issue in his mind, not in my mind at all, and according to him, better looking. I was now significantly better educated. He was always a bit insecure, but the degrees seemed to really push him over the edge. While I was waiting for my spousal visa, things were falling apart. We both kind of gave up, but decided to resolve to save our relationship. I moved and found that nothing he had promised to prepare had happened. The home situation was a mess. We were living with his quite elderly widower father and he was meant to be taking care of him in the household. None of this was happening. Instead, both Buttface and his disgusting sister, hereby known as Butt Ugly, were essentially living as leeches off of their 80-something father. I tried to make things work. But within a week and a half of me landing, he threw an iPad at my head and punched the wall next to my head while screaming that he could have me deported at will. Okay, well, fine. I made a promise. I kept trying, and it only got worse. I took months of emotional abuse, insults, threats, cursing, and everything else short of him actually laying hands on me. Six months later, he randomly disappeared for two weeks to visit Seattle without mentioning it to me. I left. I started over with nothing much to my name but a job and a bit of money thousands of kilometers from anyone I knew. He expected me to run home, but I didn't falter. I blossomed. About a year later, I met my present partner who has been the truest and most loyal partner I could have wished for. Truly, if I had to do it all again, I would if I knew my partner would be on the other side. Now for my revenge. I happened to find out that he had a new girlfriend that seemed very serious and noticed she had mentioned wedding planning on social media. You have to keep tabs on your abusers, especially when your safety is at risk. Now, she's welcome to him. The only issue is due to draconian divorce laws in my current country, we were not divorced yet. He planned on marrying her in another country. When we met, he told me he had never been married. I later found out he was indeed divorced. I was willing to bet he fed her the exact same lie. So I sent her a message and my suspicions were confirmed. He told her he had never been married. I was wife number two. She didn't want to believe it until I sent her a photo of our marriage license as well as a few wedding photos. I did feel really badly about doing that to her because I could tell how hurt she was. But I knew it was better for her to know the truth than to inadvertently marry him in the next month in Seattle as they had planned. She had children. She had a violent ex-husband. She and I actually ended the conversation on a positive note with her thanking me and me apologizing and explaining why I felt I had to tell her. And then the fallout. My phone started blowing up. Unknown number. In the evening. Hmm. Wonder who that might be. I was out enjoying a lovely dinner with my partner and answered the call on speaker. In came the usual threats to my person and security, blah, blah, blah. I could only laugh. He didn't know where I was, nor was he getting past my partner. I could finally relax knowing I was safe after months of night terrors. 
And then? I have lost the love of my life because of you. She's left me and thrown all of my things out of her home. People, I lost it. I could not stop laughing. It was poetic. He sent a similar email to my mother laced with blatant lies about me, as if she didn't know the play-by-play as it was happening and as if she'd believe a word he had to say anyway. After I got done laughing, I hung up on him and had my number changed. Then, I remembered his sister, Butt Ugly, was living at the same home. Butt Ugly had a disabled daughter that lives 200 kilometers away that she claims benefits for, including an apartment and money allowances. She then sublets the handicap-accessible apartment to her boyfriend illegally whilst leeching off of her father. She's also a thief, caught on camera literally taking notes out of Buttface's wallet. Buttface and Butt Ugly absolutely despise each other and are only both living there in hopes of driving the other out in order to get the house as inheritance. Now, if Butt Ugly got reported to the council for fraud and they did a minimal investigation, they'd see she was falsely claiming benefits for an adult daughter who lived far away and had her own benefits, deserved, from another council. She would lose her apartment and possibly face jail time. If she lost her apartment, it was certain she would never leave the father's home. It was Buttface's worst nightmare. So I made it happen. Besides, how dare Butt Ugly claim money she isn't entitled to simply due to her being too lazy to work? She was a neglectful mother when she was actually caring for her kid, leaving her kid in a wheelchair with a jam sandwich and running to the pub the moment benefit money came in. And now she was lying and keeping a rare accessible apartment from someone who truly needs it. That more than justified it to me. But the thought of them both being stuck in the same house, fighting all day and night, both too lazy to leave and too stubborn to give up the inheritance they fantasize about, that's a lovely thought to me. What makes it better? Knowing he cried his eyes out over his lost fiance in that very same house, soaking in his miserable existence. So, tell me folks, was I the jerk? I have to be honest, a lot of these stories are incredibly satisfying for me to read. This is definitely one of those. Sounds like this ex-husband strictly just got what was coming to him. And his sister got it along the way too. It seems fitting that they should have to suffer each other as a result. I am glad the original poster was able to get out of the situation they were in and find someone who was able to treat them the way they deserve. Nothing about their revenge seems unjustified as far as I'm concerned. The only person I really feel sorry for in this situation is the father because unfortunately he now has to live with these two going at each other's throats all the time and fighting over his inheritance. But at the end of the day I guess this is about as good as it could have ended for our original poster. I'm sorry, sir. I don't have a manager. I'm the owner. I used to work for a particularly large internet service provider doing tech support. One day, the guy working next to me was dealing with a particularly rude business customer. The business customers were usually treated like kings, but this guy was having a particularly hard time even getting a word in. Eventually, he puts up his hand to motion the supervisor to come talk to the customer. Right then, the owner of the company happened to be walking by with one of the other executives. I've met the guy a few times at company social events and he's a really down-to-earth employee-friendly boss. He asked what the issue was with his customer and after it was explained, he took the headset and picked up the line. After listening for about four to five minutes, he said very flatly, that's never gonna happen, especially not when you have an attitude like a 13-year-old girl. Again, listening for a few minutes before he said, I don't have a manager, I own this company. 
and I don't have to listen to this crap from a jerk like you, and neither do my employees. I'm terminating your account with us. He hung up, and I watched him disable this guy's account and add a note to the file. Customer is a jerk. Do not reinstate account. Signed, boss. Then he just handed back the headset and carried on about his day. Edit, since so many people have asked, the issue the guy was going nuts about was something to do with a delay in testing for a fault on his line. Something that's done by the phone company and not the internet service provider. We literally have nothing to do with it other than submitting the request for testing to them. Some customers are just jerks. It's always nice when we have a moment like this, when people think that they can talk to customer service representatives however they want because they're just the low man on the totem pole and it's their job to get yelled at. Little did this customer know that he was actually talking to the owner of the company, and as the owner, he gets to do what every employee wants to do, which is tell this customer to shove it and just cancel their account. I'm sure this made the customer's life at least a little more difficult for the next few days, trying to get everything back and set up for their business. Maybe next time they can learn to be a little more polite. Looks like I have a junior Karen in my physics class. Junior Karen is in my class this semester. Entry level course, students are around 18 years old. First week, I teach physics and that day I used an example based on the scan of a running body. I then let the student work on another example based on a javelin. Junior Karen raises her hand to signal she has a question. I walk to her desk and she asks, can you tell me what my finger has? I don't understand so I freeze confused. She then puts her finger really close to my face and I see some reddish skin shedding. My finger hurts and I don't know what it is. I'm baffled and I say I'm not a doctor and that questions about physics would be more appropriate. Well, you talked about the body of a person running. I thought you were a doctor. A few days later, we're in the computer lab. They have to follow a few simple steps written on a sheet of paper to retrieve some files. She raises her hand. Apparently, the computer's broken. She says that when she follows the first step, the computer shuts down. The first step is to click on the start menu. She repeatedly pushed the power button, the start button. She did a few other dumb things, not worth mentioning, but she managed a zero on her final exam. The weird part is that her copy was not blank. In fact, it was filled with some words and equations. Just nothing made sense. But it wasn't like some students do when they don't know the answer. Usually those are copying formulas for the sake of putting something on the paper and you can see on paper that those students do not feel strongly about their performance. Her exam was not like that. It was an actual resolution of the problem. Basic algebra logic was thrown out of the window, but her way of giving her answers was full of confidence. I don't know if it makes sense. Anyway, never seen someone so blind about their lack of skill. She failed way under the passing grade and asked to see her exam in my office. She tried to argue about my grading being too harsh. I explained calmly how everything was defying reality on her copy, but she was still arguing some of it was good. I'm oversimplifying here, but her arguments were like, okay, you said I should have used the conservative principle of energy here and the answer was 256, but my answer was 28 and I have at least one digit correct even without using the right approach. I don't even know how she made it that far. I don't even know how she will be able to provide for herself as an adult. So for once here, I feel like we don't really have a jerk. 
I don't think the teacher was being a jerk, just doing their job and failing a student who did nothing to pass the course, and a student who wasn't as much of a jerk, but was just kind of completely clueless. I don't know. This one's a little weird for me. I don't really dislike the antagonist in this. Yes, they may be a little annoying and clueless, but they're not a jerk, so ultimately, I just kind of hope they get their act together. That's all. My maid of honor refuses to spend the day with me on the day before my wedding. So I'm a 33-year-old female and my fiancé is a 29-year-old male, and we're getting married in August. We happen to share the same birthday and our wedding is the day after. My maid of honor, Bex, 25-year-old female, also has the same birthday as us. So for the day of the wedding, I had suggested to Bex that she join us, mine and my fiancé's family, for lunch and then help me to prepare for my wedding day. I also asked that she share a hotel room with me the night before so she can be there for me the moment I wake up up to support and calm me. She agreed to stay in the hotel with me, but was a little bit vague about agreeing to lunch, as she said she didn't know if she would have plans, and this was a few weeks prior. Skip to today, and Bex's husband Lee messages me to say that he's organized a romantic day out for Bex's birthday, ending with a concert. He told me that it was going to be a surprise for her, so he was letting me know in advance so that I could plan for her absence the day before the wedding. I'll admit that I became sharp with Lee. I told him that it was inconsiderate of him to book something for Bex the day before my wedding when he knew she had responsibilities. Lee told me I was a crazy bridezilla if I thought I was going to make Bex do slave labor on her birthday. Bex is really good at organizing and she loves to help. I don't think she'd see it that way. Lee did say that if Bex still wanted to come back to my hotel room after the concert that he wouldn't stop her, but that I absolutely cannot have her during the day. I went to one of my bridesmaids, Val, 29-year-old female, and she agreed with Lee that I obviously have to let Bex go off and enjoy her birthday. I told Val that I was annoyed that Lee hadn't even asked me if I could spare Bex. He had just told me that she wasn't going to be available. I also told her that Lee hadn't even offered me his concert ticket so that Bex, my maid of honor, and I could have a fun evening together the day before my wedding. She told someone what I said and now I'm getting hateful messages from my other bridesmaid and friends saying I can't behave that way. All I want is to spend the day before my wedding with my maid of honor. Am I really the jerk? Ooh. Yeah, I think this one we do have a little bit of a jerk on our hands. Now, don't get me wrong, I understand wanting to spend time with your friend and it's a big day for you coming up and you feel you need their support. But it seems like she's been giving you her support very consistently and helping you plan the wedding and get everything ready, along with agreeing to be your maid of honor and be there beside you on your wedding day. But if her husband has planned something very special for her birthday, I think it's fair that she should get to enjoy her time as well. She's still going to be there for everything that you need the day of, let her have the day of her birthday off to herself. I really do feel like you're being very greedy with your friend's time here. I do hope that everything came to a reasonable conclusion and there wasn't any lasting damage done to the friendship because of this. My family's mad at me because I wouldn't let the other kids go in my special needs foster child's safe area. My husband and I have four kids, Allie 17, Andrew 15, Charlotte 12, and Lucas 9. And we've been fostering Emily 6 for almost a year. Emily has special needs. She gets overwhelmed easily, and when she gets overwhelmed, she hides. Emily is also very small and a master at getting herself into tight spaces. Under the couch, inside a kitchen cabinet, inside a 
dollhouse, etc. So when she hides, it can take forever to find her. She'll also lock the door of the room that she's hiding in, then hide to make it that much harder to get to her. We bought her a tent shortly after she moved in with us. We let her pick out everything in the tent from the mat on the floor to the toys and books inside, and we got her to go to the tent whenever she gets overwhelmed or feels like she has to hide. Nobody is allowed in that tent without Emily's permission. We have the tent in the corner of the living room. It's one of the few places where she can't lock a door and we can see her in the tent from most places in the house. My family hosted Christmas this year. Before everyone came over, we told Emily to put away whatever toys she didn't want anyone playing with. She put some of her toys in her tent and some in her room and insisted on locking the door. When everyone got here, Emily hid in her tent and started to play with her toys. We explained to the kids that the tent is Emily's special place and that they aren't allowed to go inside or use any of the toys inside. The kids were upset, but we had a couple of toys for them. Plus, Lucas was willing to share his toys. My siblings approached me multiple times on Christmas and asked why I put something so tempting as a tent full of toys in front of their kids, then say they're not allowed to use it. I explained that the tent prevents Emily from endangering herself and that it has to be there because it's one of the few places where we can see it from most places in the house. When we got Emily out of the tent, some of the kids tried to go inside, and I told them they're not allowed in even when Emily isn't in the tent. I closed it up and put duct tape on the zipper to prevent the kids from opening it. Some siblings left right after we ate because of the tent, and some stayed but berated me in private for taunting their kids with the tent. My parents agreed with my siblings that it was rude and want to host future holidays so Emily won't have the tent. Was I the jerk for keeping the tent in plain sight when there were kids that would want to use it? So for this one, I don't think that the original poster has really been a jerk in any way. It could be considered an oversight to not have thought to maybe put the tent somewhere else so that the other kids wouldn't be tempted, but this is a special situation for this child and they want to be able to have clear view of her. I can understand the kids not being able to understand this, but the parents should, and should be doing their best to try and make the kids understand as well that that was Emily's private space. I do think it's going overboard for everyone in the family to be coming at the original poster over this. At the end of the day, she's just trying to do what she feels she needs to do to look after her child. My fiance is going a little bit crazy in preparation for our wedding with my mom, but I really just need her to go along with it. I'm currently planning a wedding with my beautiful fiance, Annie. My mom and Annie had a meh relationship. They aren't crazy about each other, not particularly close, but they don't have many issues. My mom and I have never been close. So it isn't one of those crazy mother-in-law situations. Just everyone is lukewarm about each other. Annie has an anxiety disorder and does attend therapy, though it is not entirely under control. She tends to worry about situations which are very unlikely to happen. Annie recently found out that my mom at one point intentionally spilled something on a bride at her wedding. Now, this was decades ago. She was 16 and absolutely obsessed with my father who rightfully wanted nothing to do with her since she was 16. She was extremely jealous of his first wife and accidentally spilled something at the reception. Annie only found out about this because my dad thinks it's a funny story to tell. My mom was a completely out of control bratty teenager who did mellow. Well, the issue is Annie is now worried my mom could do the same to her. 
I tried to reason with her that my mom in no way hates her and why would she? Annie admits it isn't logical but claims she can't help it. She says my mom doesn't love her either and some mother-in-laws just get like that. So she's set a boundary that my mom can't have anything in her hand if she approaches us at the wedding. My mom is obviously hurt as she would never do something like that. I get it is a hurtful assumption but I asked her to just suck it up and deal with it. It is Annie's big day and she doesn't need any stress. My mom said I was treating her like she's crazy for something she did in high school and it's hurtful. My dad, who's paying for the wedding if that matters, is absolutely furious and currently won't even talk to Annie. I get their point but I'm still asking them to just suck it up and go along for one day. Am I being the jerk? Oh, so this is another one where I feel like we might have a little bit of a bridezilla here. Now, not saying that this is an extreme of the situation. I understand she has anxiety issues and that's where most of this is coming from. She understands that it's not reasonable but can't help but feel the way that she feels. I feel like this really comes down to the poster. It's your job to try and comfort your fiance and reassure her. What she's asking is unreasonable. I get that this is her special day but but you need to understand that these are still people that you're dealing with. People that are now going to be your family. You need to have a level of trust with these people. Yeah, I do think this is one where our poster was being a bit of a jerk. It's a difficult situation he's in, but I still think he's being a jerk. My boyfriend didn't want to buy me the necklace, so I bought it for myself. My boyfriend Nate and I, 21 year old male and 20 year old female, have been together for over a year, but we met in freshman year of uni. We both have jobs outside of school. I'm not a big jewelry fan, but there was this necklace I really wanted ever since I saw it on Pandora. It was love at first sight. I asked Nate if he could give it to me for my birthday. He didn't want to spend a lot, so I found some alternatives on Etsy he could look at that were more affordable. I think a $25 pendant versus $75 on the Pandora site. Since then, my birthday, our anniversary, and Valentine's Day happened, and I never got the necklace. He gave me candy and a hat, which is disappointing when he treats himself to a PS5 and some new games. So when I saw the necklace for sale online, I decided, screw it, I'll get it for myself. I've been wearing it ever since I got it in the mail. Recently, my classmates asked me if Nate bought me the necklace for Christmas. I proudly told them, no, I got it myself. They all know how much I wanted it and a few of them are now making fun of Nate for not doing the thing for me. Nate is upset that I embarrassed him in front of our class and friends. He got even more upset when I told him that he had a year to get me the necklace. He wants me to apologize, but I won't. As far as I'm concerned, I did what I had to do when he wouldn't. Am I the jerk? Absolutely not. The boyfriend had plenty of opportunities to get it and chose not to. And it's not even as if a $75 necklace is really that expensive in terms of jewelry. It sounds like he has some disposable income which he's choosing to spend on himself. You chose to do the same thing for yourself. He buys the things that he wants and you buy the things that you want. Him being made fun of by his peers is because he didn't do the thing that he should have done. No fault on you for having done it for yourself. Enjoy your necklace. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, give Am I the Genius a shot, linked in the description too. Either way, thanks a lot for watching and we'll see you guys next time.